The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. All right, Bombshells, welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and today we are getting right into the nitty gritty. I am so super excited. I'm not sure. That's probably not a strong enough word. I'm going to get to share with you one of my favorite clients ever, Miss Jackie Kuhn. She's going to talk about her rebrand experience. We're going to go through just her journey and her life as a business owner, the experience that we shared together and how she's using that now. And, you know, I pick favorites when the people that I work with do the work. They do the heavy lifting. Um, even when it sucks or it's hard, they get it done. I'm that way with my corporate clients. They all know who my favorites are. When I'm, when I would pick up a new client, I tell them who my favorites are and I tell them why I am committed to outcomes. And so I like clients who are the same. And Jackie, for sure was committed to her outcomes. So Jackie, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Thank you so much, Amber. It's awesome to be here. Okay. So Jackie, let's get in the way back machine, like way, way back. I love one of the stories that we actually put in your brand guide about what made you decide to become a hairstylist. So can you can we start there like way long time ago? Sure. I grew up going to the salon with my mom when she would get her hair done. And my sister and I would always tag along and we just loved going and experiencing that. And back in like fifth grade, whenever they had take your daughter to work day, instead of going with my mom to the hospital and doing nursing stuff, I asked if I could go and hang out with my hairstylist. (laughs) So my mom let me do that. So I didn't hang out with my mom for that. And then... That's just kind of been a thing that's always been in the back of my head. I love the experience of going. I loved all the social aspects of it. I love the girl that did my hair. So growing up, that's what I was going to be. And around, I think, sophomore, junior year of high school, we had done a project on what we were going to be when we grew up. And I had shown my grandma, I think, this project. And she's like, you don't need to become a hairstylist. You need to do something else. You're smarter than that. (laughs) And it kind of crushed my dreams because that's what I wanted to be. So then I started looking around and decided for some reason I wanted to do physics. So when I graduated high school, I went to college and did two years in physics and hated it. (laughs) And (laughs) then told my parents, I'm like, I really don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go do hair. So that's how I got into it. They allowed me to drop out and go to hair school. And I've been happy ever since. I can't imagine another career. 
Yeah. And that drives me nuts too when people say, oh, she's just a hairstylist or, you know, you need to go to real school. And it's like, what? I mean, you are a color expert. You have precision that you have to execute. You have to be a psychologist. You have to be an astute business owner. You have to run your books. You have to run, I mean, like so many layers, so many layers to this. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I love that industry so much. And I tend to work with a lot of people in the beauty industry because it is so dynamic and complex and sometimes undervalued by people who don't understand that. Yeah, it's it's not what you, I don't know. I don't think it's, the industry is not what it was when I think my grandparents were around, you right. know, and it's just, it's changed over the years. It's a lot more business driven, I think, than what it, was back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. So you became a hairstylist and you're highly educated, right? You've got, tell us about some of the certifications and everything that you have. Well, I went to Innovative school, so I was kind of born and bred in that world. And after I got out, I had done some training in a different salon and a different product line. But when I eventually went back to Aveda, I went and got their um, in-salon color coaching I guess, certification, or I was able to do that. So I would go to all the quarterly, not quarterly, semi-annual trainings where they would release like the trends. And I was supposed to come back and teach the um, stylist in the salon, the color trends for the season. And in doing that, they also, the salon gave me their group of new stylists. So I was teaching our new hires, the color line and how to apply it in different color techniques. And so I was, I was working with the girls one-on-one helping them with that. Yeah. And I always say that it's one thing to learn, but you learn really, really well when you have to teach it. So (laughs) definitely have some great experience there. So you worked for another salon and at a certain point you decided, okay, I am going to do this on my own. Walk me through that experience because I know we do have we have so many different seasons of listeners. A lot of them are three plus years in their business, but we have some listeners and members of the Bombshell Squad that are in that, I think I want to go out on my own kind of stage. And there's a lot of fear there. So walk us through that. So I was in commission salons from the time I left school. So that would have been in 2005 up until... I took this position and I made the jump in 2016 to get rid of the commission. So it was terrifying. (laughs) And this job actually kind of fell into my lap. We had moved. I had worked in the salon over near Cleveland for eight years. And then my husband and I decided to move home. So we totally moved everything to the other side of the state. And I was working at a different Aveda salon back home for about a year and I needed something more. I was getting a little anxious with what I was bringing home and just, I was trying to make ends meet. And this opportunity literally fell into my lap. Um, I had a coworker that I had used to work with over near Cleveland offer me her job at this commission or at this, at this salon where she's booth rental. She wanted to stay home with her kids. So she handed me over her clientele, which I know is a really unique situation. And one is very hard to say no to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And really, we sat, we came over and sat down with her. My husband and I did. We sat down and did lunch with her and she showed me all of her numbers and was like, look, if you work the same days I do, 
more similar hours and you collect my clientele, this is what you could be making. Plus you have the ability to market to your old clients, which I had really full books when I when we left. I had a really well-established clientele. So I did retain some of hers and also lost some. So that was a little intimidating, but I was able to get a handful of my old clients back. So having that as my base, then I was able to grow from there. So I was really, really lucky. But if I had that client base, I would have been able to jump without a problem. I would have been comfortable doing that now, having been through the process. Yeah. So would you make a recommendation that you have some kind of uh, foundation built where you know that you either have people who are interested, like really interested in doing business with you, not just saying it to be nice, or you have a, a base that will follow you? Yeah, I think that's really important, especially when you're on your own, because it's harder on your own to go out and get the clients than if you're if you're working at a place where the salon's doing all the marketing for you and they're well known and people just know when they hear that name, like, oh, they've got good people working there. I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna go and get who I get. Yeah. It's just a totally different atmosphere. So you having that base is very important. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity too to find out who your ideal customer is. And we'll get into that obviously through the branding process. Because when if you're trying to start your own business and then you don't even know who you're marketing to, you don't know who your ideal fit is, then you don't really know what your message is. I mean, that is a cluster. You know, whenever somebody asks me about getting started as an entrepreneur, I ask them, Well, have you done it for somebody else first? And they're like, Well, no. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> I don't know if you want to cut your teeth on doing this like all on your own. You might want to learn some processes and figure things out in a more comfortable and safe situation before you throw yourself to the wolves out there. Uh, because no, and I think that's brilliant. Yeah, it, it is hard. And it, yeah, I can't even imagine. We had, I think I told you this, we had toyed with opening up a salon before I had even done the booth rental thing. And I can't even imagine now being able to to do that you know, this is enough work on its own, let alone run an entire business. Sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so, although I think you could do it. But anyways, um, <laughs> so the the next step was, okay, so you've been doing this since 2016. So 2018 rolls around and you're you were listening to the podcast, right? Yes. Okay. So take us through the process of I call it being divinely discontent. Like you're obviously grateful for everything that you have. You've got a great life. You've got good customers, but you know that there's more. You know that there could be more. And it's not a lack of gratitude. It's just knowing that you're not where you could be and wanting to be at your best, right? So when did you make that decision and what triggered you to decide that 2018 was the year to get it done? Well... I started listening to your podcast, I believe at the end of 17, maybe I found it during a slow period. I had had days where I had, you know, six hour gaps. And I, when that happens, which is happens frequently in our line of work, I get panicky. So that's when I found the podcast and started binge listening on my drive to and from back home to where I work now. So yeah. And time out on that because Jackie actually lives in a different city. And how long is your commute to where you actually work? Three hours. Yeah. So she works, she works for so many days during the week and then has, you know, so many days, an, an extended weekend 
And so she's got a kind of a unique experience. So she's got plenty of drive time. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. So yeah, I was binge listening. And as I'm listening to your podcast and like, oh my gosh, this lady totally is giving me a thousand ideas. I need to step it up. I feel like I'm so scattered and and everything's all over the place and I just need to get it all grouped together and I need to make it make sense. And so when I kept having these slow periods and these panic attacks, I get so inspired by your podcast that I'm like, I really have to do something. I really have to do something. And then you announced, I think I eventually caught up and then you announced your VIP retreats. And I got so excited when you announced that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, I I have to apply for this. So I think I called my husband right after you announced it on the podcast. And I was almost home, but I called him and I'm like, so Amber's doing this thing and I really, really want to apply. What do you think? And he said, what's the harm in applying? Go for it. If you really want to do it, why not? Oh, can I put a time out there? I yeah. love that response. I, I love that because the first step towards something is is not a marriage. You know, like you could go on a date and decide that you don't want to go on a second date. You know what I mean? Like, I love that, that, that that's the perspective that he offered is move towards what it is that you want. Well, what's the harm in that? One step. Okay, go ahead. Awesome. Yeah. So he, he was like, apply and see what happens. And so I applied and our whole exchange, I thought was the funniest thing ever. Because once we had kind of, once I had applied and you were like, I'm interested, but we've got a couple hiccups. I was like, all right, I'm doing whatever I have to do in order to do this because I need to get a move on it. I need to get this worked out. I just, I couldn't do it on my own. I did what I had to do. Like, I just, <laughs> I made it work. So I'm like, I'm not going to get it done otherwise. I need someone to help get me in gear to get me where I need to be. Well, and I have to say, so on my side, I've got like certain things where like my little checklist of who would make the perfect fit for a VIP retreat. Because I mean, this person's coming to Nashville. I'm spending tons of time with them. There's loads of homework to do on the front end. We do a very intense experience. I mean, just working nonstop to get it done. So we just rip the bandaid off and then there's some follow-up and that person has to do a lot of things. And there were a couple things that, that didn't, and I won't get into details, but a couple things about Jackie's world and experience that didn't completely fit my puzzle piece exactly the way that it needed to be. And I think I had some things on my end a little bit, but Jackie was so, I don't know what the right word is, maybe organized or intentional. Like I knew that she was all in on this and that I could trust that even though we were going to have to modify a couple things, that that she was going to get it done like 1000%. My intuition was like, Jackie's, Jackie's going to, she's going to be like a plus plus bombshell. So um, I, I guess I'm pointing that out again, because I think there's a lot of fear. Women lack confidence or they say, well, I've got this, but I don't have this, or I can, you know, I could do this, these things, but I don't have skills in these two areas. So I'm not going to put myself out there for that. And Jackie put herself out there full force. And I was like, yes, because that to me is the most important thing. So squash the fear, take action, no matter what it is that you want out of life. Carry on, Jackie. Sorry, I had to interject. Oh, no, you're totally <laughs> I had to brag fine. on you. <laughs> oh, it, 
it was one of the best things I could have done. And as far as, you know, you just made the comment about things getting kind of shoved back. There are things through this process that you were making me do that I didn't want to do. Mm. And, but I know that I had to do it. And some of it, I'm not going to lie. I think around September or October, right before holiday season hit, which is our crazy, crazy time. There was some stuff that I needed to go out and like do the marketing and do the face to face stuff, the thing I do not like to do (laughs) that I was trying to put off. And I know I had emailed you at that point and just was like, I did not execute this well. Next year I'm doing it. And I just told my husband this past weekend, like next year you need to be coming up to me once a month because I really, really need to be out and try and do more face to face in the community, which I think he thinks it's awesome because that's just a weekend away for him. But I know that I need to work on my end harder to keep getting the results because it is cool to start seeing that transition where people are actually coming in or you're getting to see this difference just by a little tweak. So let's go all the way back to even... So here's the process is I send homework and we were just talking about this before we started recording. I send homework and there is no grade on it. You don't get an A or a B or C or D or an F. I mean, (laughs) that you just, you do what you do. And I don't give a lot of direction because I don't want a standardized process coming back to me. I need to see like what your language is like and, and where, like how much do you know versus you don't know how you know, how do you look at your brand right now? What do you know about branding at all? And and really some of the stuff I don't even use in the VIP retreat. I just, I just want to get that person's mind in the branding process so that when they show up, that there's language that they understand, that they've seen some terms before, that they aren't completely shocked when I start pulling out all this information, but then I'm able to customize and craft what that experience is going to be like for that particular bombshell. So some people like Jackie's super analytical. She's super process oriented. Sometimes I have people who come in that just have no processes. It's very hard for them to fit into a process. They're more like, well, not that you're not creative, but they're more like, a creative type, if you will, that's a little more airy-fairy and kind of all over the place, but that's how they operate and that's how they show up at their best. So starting with that, well, let me, let's go back even before that, before we even get into that. What were your fears about working with me? My biggest fear was I was paying you a boatload of money, it felt like, and what if I didn't get the result that I needed? Fair. What if, what if I showed up and we just kind of discuss the basic stuff that I had read in your book already. You know, like what if I could have just done the workbook and would have been fine. Right. So that was my biggest fear. Yeah. And that's totally fair. And as somebody who's worked with a lot of people over the years, like I'm like, what, why did I just pay that money? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've had some really good experiences and I've had some like, wow, I could have taught you experiences. So (laughs) totally understand that. And what about like fears for the process? Like, did, were you afraid of of anything in the branding process? I don't think so. I don't remember being scared of anything or fearful that anything was going to really work out. I guess the thing that I was most scared about, like I said, was when we actually started putting things in in place or like the next step once we got the brand, branding part established, once we got the background established, that next step. Yeah. No, I thought the I liked all the background 
part of it. I like the behind the scenes. Yes. I, you you <laughs> could tell that from the beginning with me. Um, yeah. Yes. I, she, I could do that all day long. Yeah, she did. She did a great job on her homework. So when you when you got to my my office space and and we started going, we started putting all of your homework into an actual brand guide and a brand process. I mean, we go everything from your history, your 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 values, your your vision and mission, of course, all that kind of stuff, your brand experience. So that's your brand promise and your service standards. And, you know, honestly, this sounds like a lot of stuff from my book, but the difference is the back and forth of you communicating with me and us really narrowing it down specifically. So of that process, what were you expecting versus what what actually happened? Like when you showed up, what did you think the process was going to be like? I honestly had no clue what it was going to be like. I thought maybe, I guess in my head, I thought maybe you would be up at a big whiteboard and we'd be writing a bunch of stuff down. And that wasn't it at all. We just talked. And the only time, I I think the only time we even used the little note paper thing was when we were working on the tagline. Mm-hmm. And so... It was more of a conversation dialogue between the two of us for most of it. And you were just plugging everything in. And I expected this big, like, I don't know, a giant flow chart on a whiteboard or, you know, something where we just had this everything drawn out somewhere. And it wasn't like that. It was just a casual conversation. And you were pulling out exactly what I was trying to describe to you. You were you were just pulling all those pieces out and putting them together and making it sound perfect. So that's the that's the secret, right? Because no one can create your brand for you. Like that's not ever going to happen. And if they do, it's not going to be authentic to you. Like somebody can create a brand and be like, here, run with it. But then it's not your brand. So especially when you're a service provider, it's it's got to come from your gut and from your something that you can exude on a daily basis. And so my process, of course, is I'll ask, I'll ask a question and if I don't get the answer that I'm looking for, then I'll ask it a different way or I'll ask a different question that might get me the same answer. And the the number one thing that I need from Jackie or anyone is for them to like speak their truth, to tell mm-hmm. me exactly what it is that you believe about your experience as a business owner and how you want that experience to be played out with your customers and potential customers. And so really all the words, everything comes from you. And then I just am kind of like the repository and the regurgitator to put it in a way that is marketable and is a way that is repeatable and something that you can share with other vendors so they get exactly your background, what you're about, who you're trying to attract and what kind of experience you want your brand uh, to share with other people. So let's talk about like just the the process where so when when you come to a VIP retreat the goal at the end is to have the majority of your brand guide done. So it's very intense. There's lots of talking. Lots of yes. talking. <laughs> <laughs> a full 8 hours and then some maybe. <laughs> yes, yes, and you did a one day. Usually this is a two day because we'll do we still did. We still knocked out. I think that was your homework was your your website guide. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Jackie did her own website, which is one of the things that I was like, eh, I usually, you know, if you aren't going to work with a website designer, then that's kind of a thing for me that I'm like, because, but again, because Jackie is so process oriented and analytical, like I'm so, I show your website <laughs> to everybody. I'm like, and she did it herself. Like, check this do you out. Really? Oh my that's gosh. Awesome. Yes. Yes, totally. <laughs> because I used to be like, oh no, you have to have a, you have to have a website designer. And then, and then like you did your own. And I was like, okay, that's not always anymore. This is, there are exceptions. And, and, and I'm saying there are exceptions and you're one of them, um, very small exceptions because it's work, right? So let's just start with oh, yeah. the, with the brand process. So we were putting together a brand guide that you can then hand over to a website designer that you could hand over to a logo designer. You could hand over to your videographer, photographer for your, lifestyle photo shoot or anything like that. So they get what it is that you're trying to portray. This is huge. Like this is your Bible for your, for your brand. So in that process, what are you most proud of, of accomplishing like while you were here in Nashville? I think the thing that I was most proud of was that we, we got it completed, you know, like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We somehow were able to get everything nailed down while we were there, because I know that I was contacting graphic designers within the next, I had, e- I had actually texted one of my friends that was a graphic designer on the trip back Yeah, um, that day. So it, that was, that was awesome that we were able to knock all of that out because it, it made the process so, so, so much easier. Yeah. And I know, I think I had told you this, the graphic designer that I ended up using was an former client of mine whose mom still comes to see me as a client. And Lindsay, when I contacted her, she's like, thanks so much for thinking of me. And I handed everything over and she's like, holy cow. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going for. And I remember sending you the four options she had sent me before we picked the logo. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I were on the same page as far as which ones we liked and what we would change about them. You had pointed something out to me that I didn't that didn't even cross my mind as far as font and capitalizing. Mm-hmm. But we, she just nailed it on the head. The first option she had put on her, on the graphic designs was the option we picked for the logo. Yeah. So, I mean, she, it helped that she knew me. She personally knew me, but through that guide, she knew exactly what we were going for. She, her mom had told me at her next appointment that, Lindsay made the comment that this was the easiest job she had ever done, but it was, <laughs> it was so easy for her to do. And that's, what's magical about just having a solid brand already, you know, having the, the architecture in place is that when you do go to somebody else, you don't have to go through their brand questionnaire and all that kind of stuff and then let them interpret what they think your brand is. And then you go to, then you go to the photographer and then they have an interpretation of your brand. Then you go to the website designer and they have an interpretation of your brand. Like I always say, you cannot put the pictures in the storybook until the story itself is written. So you have to have that brand story. And so let's move on. Like your, your graphic designer nailed it. I mean, it is it is perfect. And let's move on to your photographer. Like, what was that experience like? Cause you don't, you didn't love getting your picture made before, right? <laughs> well, I didn't mind it. I, I, it doesn't bother me to do photo shoots. It is a little uncomfortable, but, 
I lucked out with my photographer. I had had a gentleman in mind that had done pictures at the salon that I used to work at. And so he had done my headshot when I started working years ago. And so I contacted him first. I'm like, oh, he'll be great. Well, he was on vacation and I was, we were on a deadline. So I'm like, oh crap, he's going to come back. It's going to be late. I'm not going to, I'm going to put you and I behind because the photos aren't going to be done on time. And there was nothing I could do about it. So I mentioned it to a client of mine who was in the chair and said, Hey, I'm, this is what I'm doing. And this is the photographer that I'm hoping to use, but he's on vacation. And she turned around and looked at me and said, I have a friend that does photos. And I was like, okay, let's see what he does. She's like, he does branding and marketing for small business and pulled up a picture of dinner that he had taken the week before when they were out to dinner together. And holy cow, his photos were amazing. Yeah. So she gave me his info and I sent him an email. And the first question that Roger asked me was, who's your ideal customer that you're (laughs) trying to reach? And I was like, all right. This is, this is who I need to be with. He knows exactly what I'm going for. He knows exactly what I need. I did end up meeting with that other photographer just because I felt like I needed to, just mm-hmm. to see what he had to say. And he, he wanted to know how many pictures I needed for my website. So it was a totally different experience going to a guy who photographs small business versus someone who photographs everything. Right. So I knew I had found my person. And his his work was amazing. Oh my gosh, stunning! And it's yeah. funny because we when we decided like the direction she needed to go for her website, and we'll go, this is a perfect segue to go kind of back to some the experience that we had developing your ideal customers. We knew that she needed more of like an editorial look. Like Jackie is not going to be your foo foo bedazzled salon experience. That's not who she is. And she, but she's not super edgy either. Like you're a very specific experience that is attractive, not only to, we'll say you work in an affluent area. So you've got, you've got your moms and, and that sort of thing that have kids and all the sports and all that good jazz, but you also have a a large number of male clientele, right? Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, we developed three ideal customers, but at first we were really focused on your female customers. So let's talk through through that and the aha of, oh snap, we've we've got some dudes we need to think about here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we the women are the bread and butter, but yeah, the men are a big part of it too. And we you're right, we did have to kind of appeal to them. We had worked on it was during the tagline, right? That we mm-hmm. had kind of forgotten about the men. We started phrasing things and in a more feminine way. And I can't remember how it started. It was, what was it? I would have to go back to the big sticky notes, the big giant <laughs> post-it notes. And it was too, so we go through, when we do the brand messaging part, we we literally write out, our approach, our personality, your tone. So we pick words that describe your tone. And then we we flesh that out and explain what we mean by each word. And, and then the tagline is sophisticated styles that fit your life. So let's... Wasn't let's, it something about like ele- sophisticated elegance uh-huh. for your active lifestyle or something like that? Uh-huh. 
because a lot of Jackie's customers are on the go. They're CrossFitters. They, you know, they they do different sports. And I think it's okay for a gentleman to be sophisticated. But once you start using the word elegance and there's just too many layers to the first one to be able to say, yes, this is a fit. When we go through each of her ideal customer profiles, like, is this attractive to this person? Is this attractive to that person? When we mm-hmm. got to your male ideal customer profile, we're like, hmm, no. <laughs> Yeah, like the elegance wasn't we I think at that point we had knocked out elegance. But I know at one point elegance was in there. And then when well, we had an active lifestyle. And at that point when we had gotten to the guys, it was like, guys don't say active lifestyle. That's a woman like that is a woman phrase only. Yeah, yeah. Guys guys are busy, but they don't use active lifestyle. That's what you see in women's magazines. Yeah. So that was when we just were like, Your life sounds good. <laughs> yes. We started kind of morphing a couple of them together. Yeah. But yeah, that that one little ideal customer that we that we need to attract to, you've got to fit everything in there. They have to appeal to everybody. Right. And we knew too though that a lot of your male clients and they find you through their wife or their girlfriend or whatever. And then they're like super loyal to you on their own and you have two completely different relationships. And so it's not that you know, we, we talk about like fishing for customers and what, you know, what pond do you go to, to, to get to your fish, but then there's also like keeping those fish happy, you know, and, and making them feel a part of the experience all throughout. So it was very important since her male clientele are so loyal to her that she's loyal to them in return by making it a comfortable experience for them. That's not overly feminine and um, doesn't use language that is not in their everyday life. She did not want to, her brand did not need to be a disruption in what they are accustomed to seeing, speaking, feeling, experiencing in their day to day. Yeah. So, and I want them to be comfortable, you know, handing out a business card saying, Hey, you should go check out my stylist or whatever. And it not be, I, I didn't want them to be uncomfortable with whatever they were handing out to yeah. other people. They shouldn't have to apologize for the frilliness of the card when they're telling somebody you need to go see my stylist. Like, oh, well, but she's not that way. I promise. Like, right. I know there's flowers <laughs> on this, but she's really cool. You know, she's that. Yeah. You, you should never yeah. have to backtrack or backpedal on your brand. And so I think, you know, the visual brand that came out of this because of your commitment to being elegant, but also with that little edge that you have. I'm not, I'm not even sure if that's the right word for you, but it, it fits for both your females. It's like, it's attractive to me. And then it also works for, for dudes. So, um, and I'm sorry, I'm from Southern California. I call everybody dudes. Um, so if that offends <laughs> anybody, please do not inbox me. Okay. So then once you left Nashville, that's, that's where a lot of your heavy lifting began. So you go through the, the homework. You don't really know why you're doing it or what's going to happen with it. I kind of morph that into the experience. I ask you tons of hard questions. Your brain melts while you're in Nashville. Of course, we have a fabulous dinner in there somewhere and some lunch. And then you <laughs> go back home with your brain melted. And then you uh-huh. have like really a lot of work to do. So what are you most proud of accomplishing in that 30 days after your retreat? My website. <laughs> That's Boom. the thing I was most excited about. <laughs> I don't know how many free trials I worked through on that thing. And we, I think I had worked on two or three different designs. Yeah. 
And right before we finalized it, do you remember me taking you through that third template? Uh huh. And it wasn't, it was not the first two that I had worked probably 40 hours on. It was a totally different one. I'm like, my brain kept going back to this one template. And so I showed it to you and you're like, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, crap. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was perfect. My trial had ended and I needed to rewrite another one. So I'm like, yeah, here we go. And it was perfect. It turned out so well. So that's what I'm most proud of is that stinking website. Yes. And we will put that in the show notes so you could check it out because that that is a do-it-yourself and it just looks so spiffy. And it helps that you do have that real editorial style to your brand because you could use like really clean lines and black and white. And that helps from a design perspective to keep it simple. Um, but that's kind of your jam. Like that's your yeah. whole brand is like you you get it done and you get it done with like, massive amount of excellence, but you also keep it simple. And yeah. and the the styles that you create for your customers and your or your clients, like they don't have to feel like, oh, my hair only looks good when I leave my stylist. Like they can manage it during their busy life that they have where they're active and have lots of things going on. So it, it is just perfect. Okay. So what would you say from the time where you're like, okay, I got to get my poop in a group to like being super proud of your website and all of the images and and your your new logo and all of your new, I mean, Jackie designed new gift certificates and new customer referral cards. And I mean, so she had all the stationery to go with it, including her business cards and all that good stuff, which they are premium looking, amazing. And that was all do it yourself too. Canva and like Vista Vista print. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So let me just back up and say, if that is not your jam, let somebody else do it. Like let a graphic designer work on all that kind of stuff. But Jackie, she had, you know, she had an eye for it. So she was able to do it. So through that whole experience, like what was your brand transformation? How would you articulate that to the bombshell audience? I feel like everything that I did was just kind of cleaning everything up and combining everything and making a more uniform feel for what I wanted everybody in the general community to be able to feel looking at mm-hmm. my work. Like I said, in the future, getting out into the community is going to be the next thing I really need to focus on. But I really wanted to have just that cohesive look to everything that we had done. I want people to be able to see the visual side and know what to experience when they walk into the salon. And so Jackie not only created her brand and brand guide, but we worked on her marketing plan, which of course included, I mean, everything from, you know, getting her website up and going, getting her collateral and her stationery up and, and going. And, you know, if you've read The Bombshell Businesswoman, the book, which you could get on Amazon and Books Million, Barnes & Noble, all that jazz, you know that I have three buckets that I put marketing into. So there's the um, active. So you're actively going out and and looking for business. There's passive, which is like your stationery and that sort of thing where people 
when people come to you, is your house ready to receive guests, basically? And then there's keep in touch, which is like your social media, although you can use social media for active as well, newsletters, things like that. So she picked different things from those different buckets and we we crafted a plan on exactly what to do. And some of those active ones where she was supposed to get out in the community and do a little networking were not yeah. her favorite pieces, <laughs> but she's committed to doing that um, in 2019. But so now though, that you have, I know one of the things that was holding you back from really doing that active marketing was that you didn't feel like you had a brand that you were super confident in. So how has your attitude or your confidence changed since you've truly branded your, your business? Well, it's a lot more exciting to be able to share all the work that I've done with my clients and then to go out and do that next step with the marketing and the community. It's, I feel more confident handing over pamphlets or handing over business cards and all the stuff that I've created. It's not, I don't know. I feel like when I'm handing it over, I'm handing over a little piece of my business too. Mm-hmm. So they, they really can experience what I'm about and yes. not necessarily, you know, it may not be what they think when they walk in the door, but at least that experience is going to be set. Yeah. So they already have an idea of what it's going to feel like to do business with you before they ever sit in your chair. Yeah. Yeah. We went through a lot of conversations about what makes you different from other stylists. And, you know, Jackie is one of the, she has higher prices in an already affluent area. And so at that point, you know, you, you justify that expense somehow because what what they're getting with you is a is definitely an elevated experience. So when you're out marketing, were you were you able to, before to articulate like what your what the advantage is of of working with you? Not necessarily. And since we've sat down and worked through all of that, I have better language to use with people because words were not my strong suit. Like I could do the systems and processes all day long, but make me talk to people and say the right words, it won't come out right. So, <laughs> But now you have some scripts, right? You've got I do some, have some, some go to phrases that fit you that you can confidently say so that people get what it is that you're about. Yes. yes. Words are magical, people. Words are very, very powerful. And you don't have to be a wordsmith to just find those key phrases that quickly paint a picture in a potential client or a client's head of what it's going to be like to work with you to say, oh, I've got excellent customer service and I'm a great stylist. Like any generic stylist can say that. Like you really have to be able to zero in on what it is that makes you unique. What I mean, just this morning, I dropped my dog off at my vet he was getting neutered today. He did very well. And I was looking at the prices and everything and I was signing my life away, of course. And I looked at the tech that was taking me through this process. And I said, you know, I could go over to blah, blah, blah. And man, it'd be half this. And and I didn't say that to like, you know, be like, oh, I can't believe I'm paying this much money. I was like, but then it wouldn't be Dr. Craig. And there's nobody in this world that I would let touch my puppy than Dr. Craig. The end. Because my experience with him and my trust with him is so high. And I also know that, of course, he's, you know, he's 
got to what all he puts into his business and the technology they have and all that kind of stuff obviously is going to make him be a little bit higher than, you know, down the street at, you know, the the place that does it for whoever at a, a highly discounted rate. And that when when you're talking about your ability to color, your ability to cut, your ability to have an engaging conversation and make somebody feel comfortable and listen to not only what they want to look like, but how they have to maintain their hair through their lifestyle. Like you, you could go to Supercuts, right? And get a $20 haircut. Is that? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So it's, you cannot sell on price. You have to sell on experience and trust. And you're very much a trust brand, Jackie, very much a trust brand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which we discovered very early on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Okay. So we've gone through a lot of things and I hope that again, you know, we've, for the listener that you understand. So Jackie started her business had been through all the struggles that I'm sure you have experienced as a listener. As a a listener of the podcast, she decided, okay, I'm going to do something in order to put some structure around my branding, which then would enable her to put some real structure around her marketing. She had the cojones to apply for the VIP retreat, went through that application process. I looked at the application um, something about the way that she answered everything was, I just felt like I really wanted to work with her. So we hopped on a phone call, talked through the process. Then girlfriend comes to Nashville and stays here. We go through this intensive experience after she's done the homework, the pre-homework, which usually is about 30 days in advance um, before the actual retreat. Using her homework and her language and her thought process and how I figured she would show up and also asking a ton of questions just about like her style. I knew she was more laid back. She's into craft beer more than she's into champagne. Um, So those type of things help kind of create the environment that she's going to come to snacks and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, make her feel comfortable and goes through really, really tough questions. And I wouldn't, I mean, that sounds really hard. I don't think they're necessarily tough questions. It just makes you think in ways that you aren't used to thinking on a daily basis. Is that fair? Yeah. It's that dig deep down and really get to the root of the issue or the really really describe what's going on. Yeah, because it can't yeah. be surface. Because if it's surface, then you could be generic and you're vanilla and you're like everybody else. So you really have to, like you said, go deep. So so then she leaves after being a rock star client in GSD big time. And then um, because we're on a tight timeline and, and we do this intentionally because I know that bombshells are not they don't have all the time in the world to be working on homework here and there in this process because you need to really harvest that creative time. It needs to be done in a short period of time. And so it's usually 30 days before your two days, or in your case, one day that you're in Nashville, then 30 days of support afterwards. So when she said she had a timeline to adhere to, it was, she lost me at 30 days. So of course, I might be known for um, continuing to give advice far long after that 30 days. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I don't tell you that on the front end or you won't get it done. (laughs) Right. And I think there was some stuff that just kind of came up during the process that we had to push things back a little bit more. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's that's pretty typical. A sense of urgency is always a good motivator to get back and really get things done. So she did all of that. She created her own website. She was the director of the logo process. She did her photo shoot, all of her collateral materials. I mean, Jackie did so much in like a, we'll say, 70-day period It just blew my mind how proactive she was. So now that you're an expert in branding, my final question for you, Jackie, is what advice would you give other bombshells who are listening and they're thinking, like, I need need to elevate my brand? If you're thinking it, you should just do it because it makes life so much easier when you have all that background foundation laid. You can work from there. And what we did with that brand messaging guide made everything else so much easier to be able to hand it over and allow people into my world that could handle working on stuff and making it look like me. I, it was the easiest thing to do. And down the road, if something needs to change or get edited, I have the ability to do that. And I could go to the photographer that I use and say, Hey, Roger, I really need some photos for this spring to be able to use on my social media, or I need to update my website. And he knows exactly what vibe we're going for. And it's no big deal for him to come over and snap a few pictures. And same thing with my graphic design girl. If I said, Hey, Lindsay, can you revamp the um, gift cards that I just made on Canva? She could, because she knows exactly what I want to convey to my clients. So just having that set makes it so much easier to do everything else. Yeah. So if you think you need it, just do it. Just do it. And, you know, you don't need a me. You don't need, I mean, it It helps, obviously, yeah. to have that thought yeah. partner. <laughs> but, I mean, it's all in the book. Like, that's the thing. It's all in the book. All the questions are in the book. You don't have me to pull your words out. But, you know, listen back through... Um, my conversations with Haley Walden, who's our, you know, bombshell business expert on copywriting and editing. And she takes you through exercises where you can, you can basically interview yourself and start looking for patterns in your language. And you can talk to uh, your current customers, your ideal customers. I mean, like I have laid all this out every which way from Sunday to empower you to do this for yourself. But the one thing that I have to give Jackie credit for that I want to encourage you to do is to freaking do it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You were willing to do the work and you did the work and you got the results. And I love the email that I got from you a week or a week and a half ago where because of some of the SEO work that was part of your marketing plan, somebody landed in your chair that was unfamiliar with your brand, that was not a referral, who simply Googled and found you. I was so excited about that. As soon as she told me that she found me on Google, I'm like, I have to email Amber. I just have to tell you. <laughs> Those are like my little squeal moments. Oh, it was so nice. It, I, and I'm not even on page one. Like the girl did some research to find me. Like it was the coolest moment. And she totally was my person. On my bio page, it says something about if you want to talk cabs or the latest Netflix episode. I'm your girl or something like that. And she saw the calves thing and she's like, oh, I'm totally seeing her. So she she knew me before she sat in the chair and we hit it off. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I just, I had to pass that on as soon as I knew she was a Google find. 
Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> that's those are those moments when I'm out in public and I'm checking my emails like at the grocery line or wherever I was and I go, ee! and everybody looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is so exciting. And I love when you get to see the fruit of your labor. Um, And and that's the thing, too. Like, we have to measure results. If there is not fruit from what it is that you're trying to do after so long, then you need to adjust your strategy. And that's okay. Because if you did something and it didn't work, that is just data. Then you don't do that anymore. You try something different. Even last night, I was joking with my husband that my business is my Petri dish. It's just, you know, I'm experimental and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work out. And when it does, it's awesome. Prove your hypothesis. And when it doesn't, it's like, okay, well, that that little science project didn't work. We'll try it a different way and you move on. But if you don't have the gonads to be able to survive that situation, the entrepreneur life is probably not for you. And so if Jackie is a great example of anything, it is that she took action. She just, she moved towards what it was that she wanted. And step by step, she continued to put herself out there and do the hard work. And now she's seeing fruit. And hopefully that will continue to motivate her to just keep moving towards what's next. You know, it's not the hare that won the race, it's the tortoise. And uh, Jackie is, you know, definitely on on the path to, I don't know if you ever win the race in, in entrepreneur life, but at least getting to really enjoy the type of um, life that you want because you've created the type of business that you want. So congratulations, Miss Thing. Thank you. <laughs> All right, bombshells. This was a whopper one. I know we went over, um, but I just think it's it's important for you to hear from a peer and not from me or you know one of the experts of what this is like. And I'm not selling you anything because I'm not doing VIP retreats in 2019. Wonk, wonk. I, but it's all, again, it's in the book. So um, I will put Jackie's, well, Jackie, what's your website again? It's jkeenystylist.com. Yes. And I always say your last name wrong. As I've said yeah. it wrong since the first day I've ever um, <laughs> read it. It's okay. Nobody gets it right. <laughs> it is funny too, because when I was getting ready for this this morning, I was like, oh, I need to double check with her. I think I always say her name wrong. And then I forgot. And I called you Coon. Um, oh, Keeney. that's all right. Keeney. Yes. But so that is, spell that out so that people can find you. It's J-K-U-E-H-N-E stylist.com. Okay. And that will be in the show notes at amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast with an S. It will be in the Bombshell Business app. If you Google Bombshell Business app or Bombshell app, Amber Hurdle or whatever, you don't Google it. You search for it in, in the app store or in Google Play. Um, or there, even the web app online, if you want it on your computer, all of the show notes will be in there. And, you know, and I just encourage you to go and check out what she did. Look at her logo, look at her, her images on her site, how she chose to use her images on which pages and what that makes you feel like and what you believe about her brand. And then read the words that she has on her website to see if those two things line up for you. And then I encourage you to get out there and do it for yourself. Jackie, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yay. <laughs> and of course, now Jackie's going to be my friend forever and ever and ever. And, and so maybe we could do a follow-up sometime in the future. But until then, you go out there and be bold, brave, unwaveringly confident female entrepreneurs and crush your brands too. And we will see you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses. <laughs>